Hi, travel junkies out there. It's Kara Custer Anders, and I am so excited for today's episode. So we just got back from Hawaii, and OMG, I am literally obsessed. Like I was telling my husband, Tom, how do we move there? Let's go ahead and move to Hawaii. Um, so we actually went the end of June through the first part of July, and we actually hopped islands. And I do suggest if you ever venture to Hawaii, do some island hopping because each island has its own freaking identity. Like they are all totally different. Uh, we heard that from everybody on the both islands that we went to, but experiencing the big island in Oahu, night and day difference. Um, both with positives, both we like, you know, some we liked better on the big island, some things we liked better on Oahu. Um, but ultimately, you can't go wrong going to Hawaii. So in order to cut this down and not talk for literally hours on end, because I could about my trip to Hawaii, I could literally talk about it all day long to anybody who would listen. I don't want to take all your time up, right? So I always said whenever I started Travel Junkie Podcast, I wanted to make sure that we kept them about 20, 25 minutes, right? Sweet, short, give you the info, give you the entertainment, but um, not be all day long. Although, if you want to hear about Hawaii all day long, you just let me know and I will record a all day podcast on Hawaii. It was that freaking good. Um, so, Today's episode, I am going to talk about the Big Island. Um, so the Big Island of Hawaii. And then in a couple weeks, I will bring you the Oahu episode. And then my plan is to do a third episode to talk about like the compare and contrast between the two islands. Um, so coming into the Big Island, we are not big like airplane people, not for any particular reason, except for we're from the Midwest. <laughs> and if you're from the Midwest, you're probably nodding your head right now because in the Midwest, we're like, oh, it's only 15 hours. We'll just drive there, right? So if you're listening to this and you are not from the Midwest of the United States, you probably think we're tripping, but we normally drive everywhere. So this was one of our biggest flights we've ever taken. Actually, it was our biggest flight ever. The farthest we've flown before this was Jamaica. And I want to see that was right at four and a half hours. Well, our flight to Hawaii was a lot longer than four and a half hours. And if you have a husband like mine, who's ADHD, um, you know, I, I went to some mom groups and said, how do you travel with toddlers? Because I'm traveling with my husband and he might as well be a toddler. So I had to get lots of snacks for him, made sure he had some headphones, all that good stuff. But the flight actually wasn't too bad. Um, and let me tell you our first experience coming into Hawaii. Now, I kind of had a picture of what I thought Hawaii would look like, you know, from the movies and the things that we see. And um, let me tell you, first landing in the big island, I felt like I was in freaking Hawaii. So first of all, we get off our plane on the Termax, literally have to walk down a, you know, like zip Z little Termax platform. We're on the actual runway and then we walk up to quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, the airport. Okay. It's not a real airport, y'all. It's like a hut 
outside. Everything about the Big Island Airport was completely outside. I was so obsessed the second we got there. I was like, we're outside? You mean we get to pick our baggage up upside? You mean I have to give my COVID papers outside? You mean I check bags outside? You mean I sit outside to wait for my flight? Like, oh, if with the Hawaii weather, you don't want to be inside. It was a crisp 82 breezy every single day. It was gorgeous. So first getting there, I was like, all right, I'm in the right place because this entire airport was like a hut outside. Like there's no other way to describe it. Um, you definitely didn't think there was like TSA because it, it was literally the most relaxed airport I've ever been to. And we traveled during COVID. And so the state of Hawaii requires that you have to provide um, proof that you don't have, you know, that you have negative COVID tests and you have to upload it to the safe travels, the whole thing. So I'm just going to say right now, if you plan to go to Hawaii, just go to hawaii.gov.whatever um, and just get the actual details. It really was not that bad. It was really not that complicated. You just got to follow the directions. Um, so sidebar, <laughs> five minutes in, y'all, and it's our first sidebar. We did really good. So sidebar, um, we had to prove those paperwork and it's literally people just standing outside looking at paper. Like I just was so blown away by this outdoor airport. Um, so then we get into our Uber, Lyft, whatever we decided to book to get to our hotel and the whole ride, it was about 25 minutes from Kona airport to where we were staying. Um, we're Hilton Grand Vacation owners. So we stayed on the Hilton property, which that's the one thing I want to talk about the big island. It's so interesting. So there's like two main sides to this island. There's the Kona side, which is where the Kona airport is. So that's the airport that I'm talking about. And then on the other side of the island, there's Hilo, which I'll talk about later in the episode. And there is an airport out that way. To me, Hilo was more the locals where Kona there's not a lot in Kona. Like there, there's your Hilton Village and then 20 miles down from that is a different resort setting and then 20 miles down from that is then your residential. So the reason I bring this up is the Big Island is very rural. I didn't realize like how non-developed this part of the island was, which it's a good thing. You know, I love the nature of it. But the whole drive from Kona Airport to where we were staying, like I said, was about 20, 25 minutes. One, you see the ocean the whole freaking drive. Like talk about a beach junkie, travel junkie like myself. My soul was lifted. But there was no palm trees on this drive. Right. So when I pictured Hawaii, I was like, there's palm trees everywhere. No, it's all lava rock. I'm talking surrounded by rocks. And it was so neat because I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, I was expecting, you know, just a lot of beaches, a lot of palm trees. That's Oahu. And we're going to be talking about Oahu in a couple weeks. But in the big island, it's such a big volcano island that the whole thing is lava rock. It's the remains from these volcano eruptions sitting there. And it was so neat because they were all black rocks. So it was really cool. Definitely not what I pictured, but what a cool little surprise. 
Um, so we get to our resort, we do our thing, you know, I, I was out, I was in bed at five o'clock and that was it. That's all she wrote. I mean, I, the time to travel, it's a five hours from where I'm here in central time zone. It threw me off. I'm not going to lie. And my husband was a little pissed cause he's like, first night of vacation, let's go. And I was like, I, I can't even function. Um, but the next morning we went ahead and we went to the beach. Now this beach, I would say is my favorite beach in the whole freaking world. I would go back just to the Hawaiian beaches than any other beach in the world. Because literally, sitting on this beach, if I turned to the left, I saw mountains. And I'm a mountain girl. I love Tennessee. I love the Smoky Mountains. I love the Rocky Mountains. We go to Colorado every year. I feel like we go to Tennessee every year. So I'm a mountain girl. I'm also equally a beach girl. You know what I mean? Like both fill my soul. That's how you know you're a travel junkie is when both fill your soul. Um, so sidebar, see, second one. Um, so you look out to the left and it's all freaking mountains, gorgeous, gorgeous mountains that you are looking at as you're sitting your ass on a beach with your feet in crystal clear water. And then you look to the right and it's what you expect to see out of beach. It's palm trees. And here in the Big Island, a couple more big lava rocks. And it was just the most serene place I've ever been to have like two of those biggest landmarks in the world, a mountain and a palm tree on each side of me. It was like living best of both worlds. Um, the other crazy thing about the beach is I, you know, we go to Florida a lot. So that's, when I talk about the beach, that's really my reference point just for anybody out there. Like we, we've always been to the Florida beaches. Tom, my husband was raised going to them. Um, as you guys heard on earlier episodes, we, I used to go down to spring training every single year. So Florida beach is kind of my reference point when I'm talking about beaches. Well, you know, when you're down in Florida, you got palm trees, but then you go to the sand and then there's typically nothing on the sand, right? Like it's typically just straight up sand, straight up water. You know, you got maybe your lifeguard hut, maybe a place to sell some hot dogs, but like that's it. Here in the Big Island, the palm trees are literally sitting next to you on the beach. It's not like they were cleared off the beach like the places in Florida where it's just kind of lining the park to get to the sand. I was literally sitting next to a palm tree in the middle of the beach. Like the middle of the beach, there's just palm trees. And I don't know why, but that just really hyped my husband and I up because like I said, our reference point before this was Florida, where there are no palm trees until, except, you know, they're only at the line to get into the park. Now here we are sitting on the beach, sitting with palm trees. It's just, I don't know. Just, some of you out there are probably like, get to the damn point, and I'm over here like geeking out that I saw a mountain and sat next to a palm tree all on a beach. That's never happened before in my life. Um, it was so cool. So that was more of that white sand type of beach. Well, when we ventured over to Hilo the next day, we actually got to experience something called Black Sand Beach. And I'm guessing, this is just totally a guess, but it sounds right in my head. It has to be the breakdown of the lava rocks because the lava rocks are black and the sand, literally the sand was black. 
like black, not this white beachy sand or this light tan that we're used to or, you know, it was truly black sand. And it was just so neat because I've never experienced anything like that in the world. Like we were walking through it and it's like this whole thing. It's like someone took a black crayon and highlighted, like just literally colored in this beach. It was so cool. So the black sand beach was definitely cool. Um, we heard there was an emerald beach where like the sand is literally like the color of emeralds, but we didn't hear that information until our way to home from the airport. So that just means I have to go back to the big island so that I can record a podcast for you all about the emerald beaches, right? Like, right? That's what that means. Um, the other thing that I loved about the big island is um, there's different vibes, right? So I kind of mentioned that at the beginning of this episode that every island has its own identity, it has its own soul, it has its own vibe. The big island, that it was a little different for us, but I truly did enjoy it being there. Um, it's like the big island, everybody wakes up super freaking early. Like 5.30 in the morning, we were up every single day. And not only were we up, but the whole world was up. Like the, the lawn care at the resort already had work started at 5 in the morning. Like it was just like everybody was open. Breakfast joints were open. All the things you could do. I mean, I think you could book like literally paddle boarding at like six in the morning. Like everybody was up super freaking early, which also meant that everyone went to bed really super, super early. Like most of the restaurants that we tried to eat at closed at seven or eight at night. Seven or eight at night. Now, when I talk about Oahu, you guys are going to have your head spin around because most of them don't start serving dinner till seven or eight. Um, so it was just such an interesting night and day, like I said, between the two islands, which we'll talk about more. But literally on the big island, the times of these companies were so freaking bizarre. Some would close at three o'clock and be done for the whole day. We're like three o'clock. And I just kept telling Tom like, hang 10, man, like it's surf time. Like we got to get to the beach. Like that's the Hawaiian way. Um, so it was really interesting that everything closed early, just early, early. Everyone woke up early. And even us, we're pretty, I mean, my husband wakes up really early, even at home. I'm a decent early riser. Um, but on vacation, you know, we normally get up about 730 is the average, right? We, we make the most out of our days. We, without failed, woke up at 5 and 5.30 every single day that week naturally. Like, it was crazy. And we were energized. We were ready to start the day. Part of that was also, I think, the time change just throwing us off. Um, so that was, I really liked the vibe. Things were a lot slower pace, a lot more island time. Um, so it was really interesting. So we did book... One day, um, we didn't want to rent a car. So how we broke up our trip is we picked two islands. We did the big island, then we did Oahu. So we were in the big island for three nights and Oahu for five nights. So only being in the big island for a couple days, we're like, we're not going to rent a car. We don't need it all day long. Um, so we wanted to go out and adventure and we wanted to drive over to Hilo, which was about a 45 minute ish, out, you know, close to an hour because we did a lot of pit stops, uh, drive from where we're at. So I don't know if you guys have heard of the app Turo. It's a lot like the concept of Airbnbs, but for cars. And so we went on, we looked up, you know, a car that we wanted to drive. We picked the time, the date, and we reserved it right then and there on the app. And the next day we got sent a location. 
I know this sounds sketch, but it's totally bad. But we got to send a scent of location where we then met the owners of this vehicle and they literally checked my ID and handed me the keys. And we had a car for the day. Like, first off, first time experience. I didn't know how it was going to go. It was awesome. And if you are looking to rent a car, even if it's just for what we did, like where you just want it for one day of your trip, try Turo. It was so easy. It's user-friendly. You are protected. They are protected. You could always buy more insurance packages, of course, if you wanted to. Um, you take pictures of the vehicle before you leave with it, and then you take pictures when you're home or like back to the destination. Um, and that's it. That is it. And so we rented this car. First of all, it was like a 2021. And I think it cost us like 150 bucks for the date, which is just stupid cheap. Um, and so we took this, we took this vehicle and we decided to go mountainside. So we drove through the mountains to get to Kilo. And on our way home, we took the beach route home. Oh, that was awesome, y'all. Like literally, again, travel junkie alert. Here I am. I'm obsessed with mountains, but I'm also equally obsessed with the beach. And we literally got to drive the coastline on the way home and drive through the mountains on our way there, which was just epic. But here's the thing. Driving through the mountains, we discovered uh, something unique and local to the island of the big island of Hawaii. Goats. There were hundreds and hundreds, and I'm not even exaggerating, hundreds of freaking goats on this island. We were so, I mean, I was, we were geeking out. We were like, oh my God, there's a goat on the side of the road. Oh my God, there's 20 goats. Look how big that goat is. That goat has a beard. That goat has a mohawk. Like what we're used to seeing deer in rural Missouri, there were goats. Goats everywhere everywhere and so we were talking to a local at one point um and they were telling us that yeah the goats are everywhere but goats are a lot smarter than deer they will actually look both ways before crossing the street so if you have a kid listening to my podcast first off i'm doing really good not cussing second of all be like a goat and look both ways before you cross the street. Um, so there was hundreds and hundreds of goats. So that was just something unique and cool and just so authentic to the island. Um, so we were driving to Rainbow Falls. And if you visit this island, Rainbow Falls is one of their uh, big waterfalls. It is beautiful and it's really easy to get to. I thought we were going to have to hike through it. No, you literally pull into the parking lot at... Um, Rainbow Falls Outlook and it's right there. You can literally see it from your car. So freaking beautiful. I told you guys on our Tennessee episode, we that's our new thing is I love chasing waterfalls. See, I changed the words. Um, so on our way to Rainbow Falls, we're just driving down the mountain, right? She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Yeehaw. Uh, sidebar. Uh, I do that every time we drive through a mountain too. My husband hates it. But I think it's hilarious. So we were driving through the mountain and we were coming down this mountain and we were starting to get into some lo local homes, which was cool to see. And Tom points out and he's like, oh my God, there's a cave. Pull over. So we parked the car and we went to the, and I'm probably going to bosh this. So my true Hawaiians out there, I am so sorry. And I love you. Kamana, Komana, Komana, Komana. 
I got it, Komana Cave. And I, it was so cool. So we had to walk down, I would say probably about 20 steps that were super steep. And once you got down to the steep, you were in a legit cave. Um, to the left was one part of the cave. To the right was like a deeper part of the cave. And it was so cool because one, wild chickens. We just talked about goats, but there's also wild chickens. Um, but then you got to see like the botanical, like when I first thought of Hawaii, I thought about the big tropical leaves and the big, beautiful flowers. And this was that first experience for us. There was just so much greenery and almost felt like a rainforest because it was kind of sprinkling that day. So neat and definitely not on our plan. It's something we just stumbled across and it was just that that was just so cool to go into this cave. It was dark. It was cool. Um, Tom, my husband, has never experienced a cave before. I've been to the ones here in Hannibal with all the history with Jesse James. Um, but it was just really neat to experience together, especially because it was just this like, hey, we're driving. There's a cave. Let's just go down it. Probably not the best idea now that I'm thinking about it. But it's all right. We're good. There's there's not much crime in Hawaii. Um, and so then we went over to Hilo for the afternoon. And like I told you guys, we got to hang out at the Black Sand Beach. We had lunch. It's called the Koi Pond. We had lunch and it overlooked this little um, quarry pond. Oh my God. It was awesome. I had a crab cake salad. The, it was all homemade food. It was all true Hawaiian food. It was just the best little hut to have some lunch. We both really enjoyed it. Um, and then we drove over to Akaka Falls, which is over on the Hilo side. And this was a huge waterfall. I should probably look up how big of a waterfall it was. Um, but I, if you want my guess, it was 300 feet. It was 300 feet big, and that's probably, like, totally not the case. Um, I'm going to, like, low-key look this up as I'm talking. How big, how big is Akaka Falls? All right. So what you do is you pay, I think it was, like, $5 per person. Oh, wow. I'm pretty proud of myself. I was an under-exaggerator, under. It's a 442-foot waterfall. I'm going to repeat that, 442 feet. That's a huge-ass waterfall. And so um, you literally pay to get in, um, and it just helps with the maintain, and it's completely paved. So if you're one of those people who are like, I would love to do this, but like hikes aren't normally my thing, unpaved pavement, too much um, upcline, all that incline, upcline, <laughs> incline, all this stuff, this is definitely durable for beginners because it was it was almost like a botanical garden. So it was completely paved. There were a couple steps you had to go up and down. Besides that, there was handrails to help you through and it was so pretty. It was literally the most gorgeous thing I think I've been to. Um, you literally walk through it. It's botanical. So it's nothing but bamboo and big leaves and neat trees and these blossoming flowers. And like when I talk flowers, I'm talking big, bright orange flowers and yet like highlighter yellow flowers and pink. And it was just so, so pretty. And as you walk around, all of a sudden you hear that rushing water and you pop up 
to this 400 plus foot waterfall. Um, I did bring a set of binoculars. I do suggest it. You can definitely see it from there, but I thought it was so neat to look into my binoculars and like literally see the water falling and see like look down to where it crashed in the water. So neat, so relaxing. I, it just, it was a really cool experience. And then driving back, we took the beach side. And I'm telling you, the coastline of Hawaii, it just did it for me, man. It just, it, I don't even know how to describe it besides you look to the left driving home or driving to Kona Island from Hilo. You look to the left and it was these deep, deep hills of green and these bright flowers I was just telling you. And then you look out to the right and there's literally just you and then it's this big cliff and then just ocean water. And I'm talking blue ocean water and this just gorgeous, oh, I just can't talk enough about it. I just loved it. And driving through Hilo, we got to see more of that authentic Hawaiian life and that authentic Hawaiian homes. And I, I just literally enjoyed our trip. Um... So that's kind of what I got for you guys for the big island. It's definitely way more relaxing. Um, if you are like, girl, I wanted to hear about parasailing and I wanted to hear about all these other things, come back to us in two weeks. That's when I'm going to be dropping a Wahoo episode. Wahoo is definitely your more place, I would say, for adventure and excursions and things like that. Big island is total R&R. &R. If you're like, I'm looking for a place to relax and retreat and just refocus, Big Island is such a great place for that. There are beautiful beaches, the freaking greenery, the, the lava rock, the goats. Like it's such a great place to connect back with nature and with self. Um, we ate out. We ate, I think, sushi every freaking day. Um, we had some really good meals, but ultimately like the nature of the big island, that's what drew me in. That's what fulfilled my soul. And I can't wait to get back to the big island. Um, so that's my little bit about the big island, Hawaii. I'm so excited to start working on because this next episode is going to be a lot more to talk about because one, it was a lot longer trip and two, a lot more happened. So come back in two weeks to hear about how my husband took his first public transportation in a large city and left his cell phone on it, how I almost died hiking up di diamond, uh, diamond Head, and how we swam in our, right off our beach, off our resort with a freaking surf sea turtle. So I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Until then, safe travels to all of my travel junkies.